was this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Watson. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Recording in front of a green screen where later we will add in a CGI Ferris wheel that moves very unnaturally. It's World Champion Podcast. My name is Brighton and you, my co-host. My young Padawan. (laughs) Yes, indeed. I'm named Sean. That's Sean, my co-host. So, uh, oh, this podcast is World Champion Podcast. We've been essentially kidnapped. We signed a bad contract with the Smogville World's Fair, and we now are forced to create the world's champion of podcasts, where we talk about the only things we truly understand, obscure and forgotten pop culture, such as the Star Wars prequels. If you weren't here last week, January is prequel month here at World Champion Podcast. We are discussing the Star Wars prequels, not simply discussing them, but rather trying to... Because they've been talked to death, let's face it. Right. We're not reviewing them. We're not reviewing them. We're trying to solve any lingering questions or plot holes that might be part of the movie. We're going to talk our way through it. It's been been great so far. Go back and listen to last week's. Start with uh, The Phantom Menace, because I discover what the plot of the movie is last week. Right. We've we've solved a lot of issues here, uh, my co-host. That was a mystery. (laughs) The plot of the movie? For years. I've never known what they were doing, and now it's real clear. Yeah, it's great. It's, It's meta, also. Right. Yeah. Um, so what else do I need to, to warn you about? Uh, I, there's a lot of extracurricular material surrounding the prequels, well, just surrounding Star Wars in general. There's uh, that series, The Clone Wars. We haven't watched it. We're, and we're not going to. We're not going to. Um, I hear it's good, but well, I'm, I still, might I'm still not. I, I kind of am getting interested in it now. Yeah, me too. Maybe someday, but I'm just saying, for, for the purposes of this podcast, we're not going to watch it. Yeah, and I just, so if you're listening at home and you're screaming at us, duh, you idiot, that question's been answered in the Clone Wars, just save it. Right. We don't care. <laughs> I mean, that, just that enjoy, sounds harsh, but we really don't. Just enjoy the ride. <laughs> the this is going to be a just fun Just enjoy this chat. ride through the skyscrapers of Coruscant. One more thing before we get into it. Um, we actually are being uh, monitored today. You know, like in elementary mm-hmm. school when sometimes the principal would come and sit in the back of the classroom when it was weird? Right. Um, Tugboat, the dog, who is our logo, is actually in the Ferris wheel car today watching mm-hmm. us. And he really, he, he's kind of mellowed out a bit, <laughs> but when we were starting it... Oh, he just barked. He did. I wonder if that, the mics picked that up. I hope it did. Yeah. If but, not, we can add it in yeah, post. Yeah, it'll be a lot of like, oof, oof, Tons oof. of barking. Oof. Oof. Talk about. Anyway, he's kind of, he's essentially, it's weird, he's kind of our boss. That's why it's, he's the face of the show. <laughs> and uh, he's here to make he's sure really, we do a good job. Yeah, he's really coming on strong right now. He's cl- trying to climb on me. We're almost at episode 52, so this is kind of our annual performance review. It is, and it feels that way. A lot of pressure. But let's get to it. Let's answer those questions about Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones? That's Attack of the Clones. I just heard that. I just heard the new Star Wars film is called Attack of the Clones. No. That is. 
It's not better than Phantom Menace. I don't know. All right, what's the crawl? What's our opening crawl? There's, there's unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic. I have that written down in my notes. I was like, whoa. Thousands. Solar systems. That's big, right? That's big. I guess that's why you need a clone army. <laughs> yep. Um, and then uh, Mysterious Count Dooku. It's difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights. Senator Amidala, the former queen of Naboo, is returning to the Galactic Senate to vote on the critical issue of creating a, all caps, Army of the Republic to assist the overwhelmed Jedi. Okay. Who that are... actually answers a lot of the questions I have. I should have read that well, like which the ones? first time. Like what the Jedi do, or what? Well, kind, of, kind, of like who, like kind of the whole plot of this movie. I think I really looked away during this opening crawl. It, it could be more engaging. It, it might not be your fault totally. It's not. It's not my fault. It's not. This, nothing's my fault. Right. Nothing's ever your fault. So we we both we just got done watching this actually just mm-hmm. a few minutes ago, and we wrote down <clears throat> questions while we were watching it. Um. I think I feel like in this movie I unlocked the key. I found sort of the Rosetta Stone to understand both these movies. Really? Yeah. Uh, do tell. <laughs> You've seen Idiocracy. Right. If you haven't seen it, it, in, it, it's, it involves a guy who gets frozen and thawed out maybe 500, 1,000 years in the future. And in that time frame, America has gotten really dumb. Mm-hmm. I know this is very outlandish. I know, it's hard to imagine this. But... Where basically everything's sponsored... Yeah, suspend your disbelief. Uh, at Starbucks, you can get a latte and a hand job. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've killed the crops because they watered them with energy drinks or Powerade or something. Yeah. So I think the prequels take place during whatever that galaxy is far, far away, mm-hmm. during their idiocracy period. Interesting. So I think they're, they're a little more composed, so it's not quite as noticeable because they don't act openly dumb. But, but everyone is idiocracy. The Senate, the leaders of the galaxy, the Jedi, very much so. It's one giant idiocracy. So this is a lot like uh, the, the Man Who Knew Too Little. Have you seen that? The no, that's Bill, a Bill Murray flick. Bill Murray's a spy. Everyone thinks he's like James Bond and he's a moron. Yeah. So that's kind of how this is. Everyone seems competent. They seem smart and well-spoken. Maybe some more than others. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is the dialogue is, is so stiff and mm-hmm. stilted and weird. That's just their equivalent of, you know, like in Idiocracy, they're like, duh, duh, right, duh. Right. So that's their version of that. Huh. Is, but Viceroy, I don't want to sign the treaty. <laughs> that's just what dumb people say. Like, later on, like in episode eight, uh-huh. which takes place long after this, that's how they'll make fun of people. Oh, They'll okay. be like, oh, man, I, went to, I accidentally went to that idiot planet. You know, and everyone was like... Well, we have to find the system and get to the landing pad. <laughs> Those morons. Yeah, that's. I can I can see that. That might be a fun way to look at it. That's the only possible way. <laughs> that explains a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. One of the first things that happens in the film is the Jedi Council shows up to uh, Senator Palpatine's office, and all I could think of was was Senator Palpatine seeing them like through like a little window in the door or something and being like. <laughs> Oh, great. I guess these guys want some money. <laughs> <laughs> or just tell me about their religion. Right. Yeah. Um, well, Padme arrives. They, they know that there's an assassination. There's oh, yeah. Like I guess we should start at the Padme. beginning. So we start with Padme arriving in Coruscant. 
and immediately her royal starship gets exploded. Mm-hmm. But thank goodness it was only her decoy that died. Now, was then that... Padme leaps out of like a starfighter in a pilot outfit. Right. Was that supposed to be the same decoy from the last movie? No, this was a different decoy. Oh, okay. I, I knew their names at one point. All right. Um, so my first question is why you're going to go to the lengths to have a decoy, and you know that Padme's going to be assassinated. So maybe just don't take the royal starship at all. <laughs> And just put her in peasant clothes and get some shitty Millennium Falcon type freighter. Well, they, they kind of they do that later on, sort of. So maybe <laughs> yeah. this is just like the moment where they were, they realize that. Yeah, because it's idiocracy land, <laughs> right? Like, whoa, okay. She also maybe shouldn't get a real close relationship with her decoys. I thought that was a little weird. It was oh, like yeah. she's she's just like like they're sisters almost. They're so close. Yeah. And you think if someone's job was to die for you, you'd want to not. Wouldn't you want to not know them, or or would it wouldn't it compromise their whole job in a way if they if they? It's, I don't know. It yeah, it's probably supposed to be part of Padme's character to show that she's so compassionate. Oh, to, to ever, so she wasn't even she didn't know her. She just was nice to her. No, and she probably does befriend her decoys because she. I, it's I'm just sure, in her character. I, I'm sure there's some cut scene where she's like, "If they're going to die for me, I can at least know their names." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I can see that. That, yeah. that. that is very much in in her character. Um, so we meet Padme, though, and speaking of her, uh, her voice has changed. She's, she's not a Madonna fake British accent anymore. Now she just talks like a good old American teenager. It's been 10 years. You, you, that's, that's a fact. So, <laughs> it's true. So, <laughs> so maybe serving in the, on the big city of Coruscant. Yeah, or maybe they, they, in the, in the, in feed, in the capital, that's the kind of British style accent is sort of the way people talk. But then if you like, maybe she's moved out to the country. She does later in the movie, they go to like their, their summer house on <laughs> another planet or something. Oh yeah. no, it's on the same planet. Yeah. But I mean, maybe they've just, she's just kind of, you know, one of my buddies moved to, to London and, and he's got a little bit of, of British accent now. It's been about 10 years. I guess that's, I used to work in a call center and that would happen if someone like from the south called me mm-hmm. and to make a hotel reservation or whatever. By the end of the call, I'd be I'd be a little bit drawly, right? Just subconsciously, it's really weird. It's very strange. It, 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 even the words you choose, I've noticed you pick up slang around the people that also say the similar slang terms. And you what, mate? Yeah, <laughs> in it. <laughs> I love I loved seeing Jar Jar Binks in like ceremonial robes. It was so great to see him official. Right, because that's only natural. Right. <laughs> now, do, do you think the story was, was altered? Because he was supposed to basically be like Chewbacca, right? It, it was envisioned that way. There was so much public hatred for him. Yeah. That he's not really in the second or third movie. I believe that is uh, the accepted thing, is that George Lucas bowed to the outcry. Do you think that changed and... the plot a lot? Or or is he or was his like goofy stuff replaced by a C three PO and R two D two in this movie do a lot of silly little things. They have a lot of silly little adventures. Was that all meant to be Jar Jar Binks before? Like all the stuff in the factory on the conveyor belts and stuff? Yeah, that would make sense. I mean that would be a very Binksian kind of adventure to have in it's this true. Looney Tunes factory. And and different than what I think C three PO and R two D two don't really do that much of stuff of that stuff in the first one, do they? They don't do anything. I mean, 
R2D2 saves the They're ship. actually part of the story. Well, then C3PO the just, Oh, in the original Oh, the original in the original trilogy. I I, like they generally aren't just silly characters, right? No, I mean they're occasional comic relief. Mm-hmm. But not they don't have wacky adventures like Roger Rabbit. Right. Okay, I'm I'm getting way ahead of <laughs> way ahead of this. But I I just love seeing Jar Jar look official. Um this, when he first sees Anakin and Obi-Wan, he is really excited to see him. He's jumping yeah. up and down. How long did Jar Jar Binks, like how long, wasn't his time with them in the first movie like a week? I think and then, it, was a, it was maybe about a week. I mean, so exactly, uh, what, what, 10 years have passed between right. Phantom Menace and this. I guess we just don't know how long it takes those ships to travel. Yeah. They're going faster than the speed of light, but there's still a lot of ground to cover or space to cover rather. Yeah. So for all we know, they could just be sitting in that ship farting up the place for, for 60... three months. Okay. And I can see that because I just was surprised how excited Jar Jar was to see them yeah. after it'd be like someone you hung out with when you went on a family vacation to Florida and there, there was like a cool kid at the beach or something or your cousin and you spent a week with them yeah. and then you didn't see him for a decade. Yeah. If you saw them again, if you even recognize them, you would, you, I don't know if you would immediately jump into their arms and stuff, you know? Sometimes I go through my Facebook friends list, and this is maybe going to sound like a humble brag. It's not. <laughs> I don't mean it to be this way. Oh, God, totally sounds like... Sometimes I look at my friends list, and I don't even remember who those people are. <laughs> but no, I'll see people and be like, who is that? Who the fuck is this person? And then I'll realize, oh, our cubicles were next to each other for three years. At our old job. (laughs) Same thing. But I haven't seen him in 10 years. Right. And then I just kind of forget. But yeah, Jar Jar says, I've missed you so much, Annie. Right. So that means Jar Jar's just sitting like, whatever happened to that kid? (laughs) I I wish that kid was around. 10 years. And then six years after when he's busy doing Senate stuff. I wish I could hang out with that fun little kid that had that race car. (laughs) So Anakin's first greeting. Oh my god! This I love this because he he hits the ground running as uh-huh. far as being kind of a creep. <laughs> it's the first thing he says to Amidala is he comes on to her. He's like, "You've grown even more beautiful." You've <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> he sounds like Paul Lind. <laughs> he did. Uh, and he, yeah. he just he just. She says, "My, how you've grown," and he says, "So have you. More beautiful that is." <laughs> It's like, like, bam. It's like being a Jedi, you are not taught how to flirt. There's, Obviously not. There's no. no game in the in the Jedi Council. I mean, is that is it maybe that Padme is the only woman he's ever seen? Maybe. Because we find out later that, that relationships and love are banned by the Jedi. Yeah. and I, The more I mean, these movies go on, the more I think the Jedi are a bad thing. I know. I agree. <laughs> I think that's a really interesting way to look at and it. And we'll get to that. Yeah. And that's why I think Qui-Gon was maybe the only one who actually knew what was going on. Who was trained by Dooku. Uh-huh. So we'll get to that later on. Yeah. I did learn something very interesting about the Clone Wars. and <laughs> Okay. We'll, we'll get to that later on. Well, what are you going to tell, tell me now? Uh, I guess in the Clone teasing. Wars, Qui-Gon trains Yoda. So Qui-Gon shows up in that cartoon, and he's the first. He's like, guess what? I figured out how to be a Force ghost. What? Yeah, and then trains Yoda in all this ways of the Force. Oh, the Force, just the Force ghost stuff. Being dead and having the Force. I don't know. Or that's being all, that's part all of the I Force. Know. That's literally all I know. Because we know, I, I have the train, all the, the, the masters and students, I, I wrote them down. In okay. what order later on? 
Because I think that's really interesting, though. Beca- and if that had been in the movies, it would have added so much because it would have been like, yeah, even wise Master Yoda was kind of an idiot, and then Qui-Gon had trained him to be the Yoda we know from Empire Strikes Back. Like, well, that's really interesting stuff. I well, wish that and they would have found a way to do that instead of maybe C-3PO uh, making puns. Right, because because Yoda comes across pretty incompetent, in my opinion. They all do, and Mace Windu especially. But, but, man, but he is the leader, though. He's the top Jedi. Right, like, and... The, the responsibility's on his shoulders. When it's, Like, when Volkswagen did all their, their lies, you know, the CEO has to step down. Yeah. Not the entire company steps down. Yeah. Well, and it's even more jarring, or jar-jarring, because... <laughs> This is the Yoda that we know as like the wisest man in the galaxy. Or, God, or from is Empire. he? Because at first he seems like he has Alzheimer's or something. <laughs> He's just a little frog that lives in the swamp. Who wants <laughs> lives to, in a motel who, in the swamp? <laughs> and he wants to get into Luke's bag and steal his trail mix bars. And and he's just like a crazy person. Yeah, he looks. He just uh, anyway. So Anakin, um, this is uh, his. his Way he's trying really hard to be sexy in a way that, like, a woman in an 80s movie who's maybe the boss is like trying to seduce intern Michael J. Fox or something. That's how Anakin is acting, yeah. So, Anakin is like, he's like slinking around, he's like poofing his lips out, he's, undre- he's, like, he's undressing her with his eyes, yeah. He's doing this weird thing with his eyes, like his half closed yeah. eyes. So I guess that was all he had access to in Jedi training was he somehow got a uh, contraband copy of The Secret of My Success starring Michael J. Fox. Yes. And he's like, oh, this is how you seduce people. I guess so. I just, he just came across, he just came across as such a creep to me. Yeah. He came across as such a pervert. Well, that's, that's what I wrote down for question two. Why is Anakin so fucking creepy? But, you know, I have that over and over in, in my notes because I just, Every scene, he amps up this weird. I I don't know. He's he's. It must be a Jedi thing. They must all be bachelors. Uh, none of those guys are. Well, they can't. They can't be in relationships. But there are. So he's getting dating advice from guys that are like fifty years old and have never dated. But he's not getting dating advice because they're not even supposed to date. Well, so his only advice is like no. But then there's got to be. He must be watch TV then. He's got to be, be sneaking like, out of the academy and going to the that the could be possible ping pong district or something. That could be possible because he's so rebellious, kind of in general and headstrong yeah. in general. That he, you can pick of anybody, he'd be one. It, I was gonna say smart enough to go yeah. behind the Jedi's back because yeah, I don't. I, they, they don't seem to be that great of an organization. They really don't. No. So let's. I mean, let's take that as that's our canon explanation is that he's sneaking out and just trying to observe non-Jedi-type behavior and relationships, and he's just not picking it up because he's not mm-hmm. experiencing it, you know? Like, if I went to Japan and went to the uh, Har- Harajuku district, mm-hmm. where, where everyone dresses all crazy and stuff, right. I'd be basing that on, like, maybe a five-minute documentary short I watched. Mm-hmm. I've and been then there. I'd be Yeah, see, and you've, been, and, and you've been there. But if I went there and I'd be trying to, like, fit in, like, oh... This is how Japanese right, youth act. Right. Oh, like like you were gonna actually blend in the crowd. I was gonna you try mean? to blend yeah. in. I would it's have exactly no idea. So that's yeah. what it is. Is he's like, oh, this is how people act when they're trying to seduce other people. 
and he's basing it off of late night Showtime. Well, there, there's a ton of YouTube videos that I love watching with really awkward guys showing how to flirt with girls in public. Yeah, I, ju- you, I just rewatched that great one with the ace bandages. <laughs> well, I'll t- do you have the link to it? Let's put it on our Facebook because I love that one. It's amazing. He appro- yeah. A guy approaches a, a woman in a grocery store and tries to flirt with her about the... Is it an ace bandage? They're in the ace bandage aisle. He's, and he's talking to the camera, and he can't even remember the name of his own website. He's like, hey, guys, it's Mark from... <laughs> and he, he, he like looks up like when you're trying to remember something. He's like, from be better, be a, be a better Romeo.com. And today... <laughs> I'm teaching you how to flirt. You can flirt anywhere. Here's an example. So, been shopping, eh? Ace bandages? Mm-hmm. A lot of it is just asking a question and then, and then trying to imply innuendo through it, right? That's his plan. He's like, he, he's like it's a conversation and open-ended questions with a subtle hint of, of interest. But basically what his demonstration is like, so you're buying some ace bandages? And then this poor girl that got roped into acting along with him is like, yep. And he's like, oh, what'd you do? Hurt yourself? <laughs> May- and then the girl goes, maybe I did. Wouldn't you like to know? And then the guy goes, uh-huh. This is killing me because this is exactly what Anakin watched. He watched video after video on YouTube on how to flirt. And he's so because sheltered he's he doing, didn't know any better. He's doing that exact thing. Yeah. He's being creepy. He's, he's adding like a sexual undertone that... Trust me, girls don't like that. In front, it, in front of in front everyone of, in a business meeting? <laughs> it is. It's in front of, like, colleagues that you work with. Like, you're, you this go, is like, it's, go, it would be like walking into a job interview. <laughs> like, oh, well, this is one of the top candidates for our uh, marketing director position. Oh, I know. I can think of some positions <laughs> I would like to direct you to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is because isn't that the same scene where someone is suggesting that she needs a Jedi bodyguard? So it, that's not, but uh, let's just go, get to that. The, <laughs> the Jedi are—they don't. <laughs> okay, this is what it is. The Jedi just don't have social skills because they spend their entire lives right. in that library. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be so wise, but there's one thing you can't learn from a book or the Force: right. how to not be weird. Right. Um. Yeah, it's like homeschooled people. So they so weird. There's there's at least three scenes I think where the Jedi just blatantly argue and disagree with each other in front of people, and Mm. it's so awkward. There's like seven people in that room. There's Padme. There's Jar Jar. Bail Organa might be there. Mm. Some other random Senate people, and and he's like, "No, Master, I'm gonna keep. We're gonna find the killers." Yeah. Uh, No, my young Padawan learner, that's not what our mandate is. But that's stupid. No, have you have you? And then everyone else has to stand there. All these two morons who are supposed to be these brave, wise warriors are Mm -hmm. arguing like a bunch of idiots. Right? Have you ever gone to someone's house for dinner or something? Oh my god! And it's a couple that are bickering in front of you. Yes. And they, I've done it many times too. It is one of the most tense, weird things. You're just like, what are you like when I'm not here? Is all I usually think. (laughs) Because I'm like, you guys are just arguing in front of a guest. Don't eat my fries! And the best is when it's about you. When it's like, oh, God. Oh, I, I, did you pick up beer? Sean wants a beer. And it's like, no, I, I, we have beer out in the garage. Well, it's not refrigerated, is it? And Sean's thirsty. And you're just like, well, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I could have water, I, 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 milk, a glass of milk. Yeah, and, and where it started was you're in the living room. You like, They made you take your shoes off, mm-hmm. which you hate doing. Right. 
Oh yeah, okay. I'll take my shoes off. And you're thinking, do my feet stink? You know. Yeah, and also what's, like what's the I'm, I'm wearing boots that are laced up real tight. Okay, right. just give me five minutes to take my shoes off. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, can I get you anything? A beer? Oh, sure, I'll have a beer. Okay. And then they're in the kitchen, and you hear, Brian's here. <laughs> well, where is it? <laughs> He's out there. No, he was. He was anywhere. Did you check the garage? <laughs> no, don't go to the st- don't go to the store. I'll go to the store. I was no, I'll go get him. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll go to the store. You're lucky there. Is Brighton? You're lucky to have uh, them in the other room. That, that, those conversations <laughs> have happened when I, it's like the three of us looking at each other. <laughs> and I'm just like standing there, just kind of looking at my phone or something. So, anyways, yeah, it might not be the best time for Anakin to just blurt out all his weird stuff and his defiance, but I guess that's supposed to show the beginning of the dark side forming in him. I don't understand the dark side. The dark side is it's just a negative emotion you have. Is that you're just kind of a you're just kind of a jerk. You're just kind of a teenager. It's like puberty. <laughs> yeah, it's like sparkly vampires. Mm-hmm. Like Anakin would fit in so well. Oh, a lot of angst. that's kind of like a dream. I'm going to start writing fanfic there of Bella Swan and oh, Anakin that, together. That is a couple made in heaven, man. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it get, yeah, so the Jedi have no manners and they have very bad memories. My co-host, because t- t- seriously, watch this movie. Take a drink every time mm. Obi Wan reminds Anakin that he is my young learner or my young Padawan. Right. And you, and then don't drive anywhere. I've got another. I've got another drinking game. Is take a shot every time someone drops their lightsaber. Yeah, and you, you, you'll get pretty tipsy. I think. Yeah, you'll get darn tipsy. So after that scene where they, so they've decided, right? That that that, that you know, Anakin is now. Is it both of them or Anakin? I can't remember. It was so. Obi Wan is going to try to figure out who did the assassination, while Anakin is going to watch Padme sleep. <laughs> I kept so much about that too. So the, the beginning of this next scene, where an, an, an is it another assassin or just a different one? So is going to attempt to kill Padme again. Yeah, my favorite. No, because he says like, "Well, you screwed it up the first time. Here's some oh, it's bugs." The same assassin. The yeah. be- the best thing about the bugs is Jango Fett says to this assassin, "Be careful. They're very poisonous." <laughs> and I just loved the idea of two ass- murderers. Yeah. Being like, oh, be careful, be careful, that's very dangerous. Like a hot plate, like hot plate. <laughs> that's a really hot plate. Yeah. And then I thought, why didn't Boba F- or Jango Fett just himself cause deliver it? Because he, oh, he it- gives the worms to this, this shape-shifting assassin, and then that woman slash lizard puts the, the worms into a, like a flying robot that just flies it to the building. Yeah, so it goes... Um, why, why, why did Jango Fett even need that middleman? Are you talking about Jango Fett, the greatest warrior in the galaxy that they're <laughs> cloning a whole army off of because he's just that good? Right. And he's going to go to a lizard and give her bugs to put in a robot. So it, it goes, Dooku hires Jango, who buys bugs, who hires lizard, who, who then bought puts, a robot. Bought a robot, remote, like, almost like a drone. Yeah. That's going to fly it over and drop the, the bugs off. Why do you need even an assassin for that? Why can't you just have your intern do that? Why couldn't you not? You might not even have to go to that planet. Can't you just buy one of those robots and, and buy some of those poison yeah. worms? I'm sure there's somebody creepy on Coruscant, right? But so, so that happens, that worm attack. Yeah. Anakin is upset. That oh, yeah. That's, Padme doesn't want him in the room while she's sleeping. That's the best. That might be my favorite part. Anakin... 
watching cameras of Amidala, she's so creeped out, she covers them with towels. Yeah. That's one of the lines, that she went over and put towels over the, the cameras that <laughs> I guess Anakin's turned, put in there. That is so creepy. It's turning into almost someone trying to run a porno website or something. <laughs> and this is after his weird attempts at flirting, right. too. So he can't even... He is not playing it cool. So she knows he's watching her. as She's in dress, You know, she's got to take a shower before bed. Yeah. He's just sitting there. Just, she can just feel his eyeballs through all these cameras. And then R2 has a scanner, but it doesn't scan for poisonous it worms. It only scans when he's awake. Right? Oh, no, he's sleeping too, right? Yeah, but it j- just is like sweeping. It's like missing like six inches on the floor. Okay, that, it's, and that's, I'm glad you, you, you talked about that because uh, the sensor couldn't pick up the worms, but Obi-Wan and Anakin could, and I'm sh- yeah. curious what they were picking up exactly because they, they both stop. They're arguing about something. I think yeah. Obi-Wan's literally saying, you got to play it cool, man. you got to back off a bit. <laughs> yeah. This is our job. You, you know, you're not trying to, to go to bed with her. We're trying to protect a diplomat. Yeah. Like this would be like the secret service. This would be like a, a secret service agent trying to sleep with the president <laughs> and seduce him. Yeah. You know? And they've got just like, it's just so weird. You, so, but then they feel it. They, they yeah, both he stop. Says, I felt it and he too. says, I felt it too. What were they feeling? Do you think the murderous intentions of these, these bugs? It, I think, I think it's just spidey sense. I think that's oh, what okay. the Jedi okay. sense okay. is. We've never really established exactly what they can do, because there's even yeah. one more new thing in this movie, I think. Because they can kind of... They just sense trouble, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think they... I mean, but they can do the Ghostbusters card thing, so maybe they did sense deadly worms. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter, I guess. So, oh, yeah, so my ne- the next thing I got written down is Relentless Pervert. Because <laughs> that's what he is. By this point in the movie, he's come on to her a few different times... And she seems clearly uncomfortable. She doesn't seem like she's just loving it. Yeah. She seems like embarrassed and kind of uncomfortable. And then she, he's watching on the, the video. He's watching the cameras. Yeah. Just to cover everything in towels. I do love Obi-Wan jumping through the window after the droid and grabbing it. I yeah. always thought that was such a cool shot. Yeah. It still holds up. It looks really cool. It makes that it's one of the things. It's one of the first things in in both of these movies so far that really makes me think Jedi's are badass. Oh yeah, because he's just without a second thought runs, dives through the window, grabs the the flying droid. Yeah. Um, my question last time was, can Jedi run fast or not? And that's not answered here either. Because he could have run faster. Because we've seen them do their little sprint, their little mm-hmm. the flash run. I'm telling you, that's it's a combo move. That's yeah, because like, then in this, they're again we see them just sort of jogging around. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be the, he's on fire. <laughs> exactly. You have to have that for a hit to, yeah. to do You got to have your energy bar flashing and then hit the mm. select button. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's a changeling or shifter, whatever they call her. But she doesn't need to be though. She's an anonymous assassin. Right. And then she goes into a crowded nightclub. <laughs> and, and doesn't. And doesn't hide. Doesn't, doesn't shapeshift. No. She's like, so the Jedi, we, she knows she's being chased by two Jedi. She knows that she can turn into a lizard, and they haven't seen her be a lizard. Right. She's in a very crowded place. She knows that the Jedi are the two... Jedi are the strongest, scariest, badassest there Mm. are. Also, the Jedi are not her target. Right. So she's in this club. She's hidden. He can't find her. She might not... If she does know they're Jedi, it's possible she doesn't even know. They're just two guys after her, two guards, Oh, just two pajama men. But everyone knows the Jedi, so they must know. I guess... I guess you might be thinking as you're trying to escape from them, are, are these people just in their bathrobe or are these Jedis? Yeah. So you're just, you, 
I guess she could, could could tell. I don't know. You get a real dress. Oh, I guess down. The, I guess the haircut, the Padawan like braid. Oh yeah, that's a pretty distinctive. Yeah, haircut. that's a tell. Yeah. Right there, you're like, uh, that's not a normal haircut. <laughs> but sir, I thought I was being chased by Jedi. <laughs> Those were pajama men. You abandoned the cargo. Mm. You surrendered and you fled to someone in the bathroom. To pajama men. <laughs> I thought they were Jedi. So she comes out of her hiding place to try to attack someone who can sense, who has spidey sense. Mm-hmm. So why does she, what, is, what is the deal with Zam Wessel? Well, it's the same reaction that the Trade Federation guys had, where they were just horrified Jedi were on their ship, and then they immediately tried to kill them. So it's, it's, not, it's, it's kind of a strange reaction. So did she maybe think there's no way to hide from these guys anyway? Maybe. So I might as well try to get the drop on them. And we, we don't know what her mindset was because uh, something I want to talk about in this scene, she could be on drugs. She could be on death sticks. Death sticks, yes. And I, I thought when I heard that, that's not the best marketing brand name for a drug <laughs> is death yeah. sticks. Yeah. I think even people that like doing drugs don't like to do something that's called, you know, like the heart stopper. Heart stopper, hell in a bottle. Dead, Who wants hell in a bottle? Do you want some of that deadly poison? Just you know. What do you need? What do you need, man? I got life ruiners. I got deadly poison. I got heart stoppers. I yeah. got hell in a bottle. Yeah, I got, it's 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 there's there needs to be a better name than death sticks. Unless they unless it's like some maybe it's something to kill someone with. I don't know how sh- how shady that bar was. Maybe that wasn't drugs. Oh, maybe it was like something you can give to your. Your husband. Oh, so maybe that's where Django bought those worms. Yeah, yeah, could be. Okay, oh. mystery solved. Let's go with that. Because those worms themselves could be called death sticks, if you really want to argue so, that. So he was selling death sticks because he knew Obi-Wan was looking for someone to kill. Yeah. That's why it's not drugs like we thought. Okay. All do right. Jedi get drunk? I, I really like that when he says, what are you going to do? And he goes, I'm going to have a drink. Mm-hmm. I really like, like that swaggering Obi-Wan. Yeah. You and, you and McGregor's a gem. I, t- I texted yeah. that to you earlier. He, he really does... He he does well under a lot of hard circumstances, I imagine, as an actor, such yeah. as the green screen and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what would a drunk Jedi be like? Would it be like drunk Superman? <laughs> Usually in in movies, if you get drunk, you get evil. Yeah. But it is. It's very, very much drunk Superman in Superman 3. Uh, no, I don't think so. Obi-Wan Kenobi doesn't seem troubled till he's an old man out in the desert and he's <laughs> yeah. given up on life. Yeah. His younger years, in, in the, think of how brash he was in Phantom Menace. And in this, he's still kind of got that. He's more grown up, but he's definitely he's still more got... more confident. I mean, he's more confident, yeah. yes. But he's still got a little bit of that. He, he, he might be the perfect master for Anakin because he'll put up with a lot more bullshit than yeah. I'm sure Mace would. And apparently they like each other. And what this movie does really well is tell, not show. Mm. And... They spend a lot of time talking about Advent, old times, old times, yeah. which is just like what you and me do all the time. Like right. I get up and setting up the microphones <laughs> and stuff, and I'm like, "Remember that time we bought these microphones? That type of stuff." What was the name of that old podcast we used to do? It was about uh, comic books, right? <laughs> it's true. No, I guess friends don't really do that, do they? Boy, I haven't plugged in this cable since the panel. <laughs> oh, don't remind me about the panel. What was that hat you were wearing at the panel? <laughs> oh, my panel hat. Maybe that maybe. hat was so silly. Well, they, oh, they, you. Don't call me silly. Again, You're one to talk. You were wearing those shoes. They, they don't have social interaction down. This is a very insular, 
group. So it's almost like being in a cult or something. And all the members are are going to act strange, I think, in general. And they all do probably have a disproportionate amount of shared memories. And we know that they're very forgetful. You know, Anakin's always forgetting that he's a young Padawan. Mm-hmm. They forget right. the adventures they have. <laughs> oh, yeah, like the time you fell into that nest of Gundarks. You're going to be cool like that. Yeah. So, okay, so Zam, okay, so we solved that. She thought, this Jedi is going to get me no matter what. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the drop on him, try to shoot him right now, get my arm chopped off. Then turn into a lizard and then just give up everybody. But then get shot with a poison dart. Why didn't he just shoot Obi-Wan with the poison dart? <laughs> why did he, why did he use such a distinct poison dart? Yeah. Because they're able to trace him. The whole, the whole storyline of the movie continues from this dart. Yeah. Why not get some kind of anonymous... Mer- like, in prison, well, you stab someone with, like, a sharpened, like, spoon or something. I, no, I think it was, because um, cause that planet's not even on the map. I think he thought he did have an anonymous dart. Oh, okay. He didn't count on greasy diner owner okay. to recognize Let's it. Let's get to the diner. Love that guy. I do, too. His name's Jax. Dexter Jexter. So how does Obi-Wan know Jex is my first question. The giant <laughs> greasy, it's like a greasy spoon diner, and he's the, the cook. Can I go to my notes, question number 10? Why are Obi-Wan and Dexter Jetster such good friends? Yeah. They love each other. They, Obi-Wan is so happy. Right. They've had great times together. And I, the whole scene, my mind was just trying to think, when would he have met this guy? Well, he's probably, Obi-Wan, as we just established, he likes to get really rip-roaring drunk. It must be. <laughs> Like, it must be his only genuine friend. He's got all his, his weird cult members yeah. uh, at the, the Jedi Council. And he's got this weird, crazy little sociopath that he's training. For, yeah. But man, it's probably even before that, actually. And he's got this four-armed guy. And they, he goes out drinking. To, he probably sneaks out of the academy. That's what he does when he was under Qui-Gon. When, yeah, when he was under out, Qui-Gon. Go get some scrambled eggs. Because Qui-Gon would, toast. Would, not, would not let you do that. He was a very serious Jedi. Yeah. And kind of head in the clouds, a little delusional. He yes. just doesn't, Qui-Gon just doesn't understand why someone, he's not even mad, he's just confused. Like, right. Why would you wish to leave the Academy? Everything we have is no. here. Oh, totally. Would you care to play a game of chance with me? That's, <laughs> trying to get your, all he's trying yeah. to do is gamble and get yeah. your money. But it, like, Obi-Wan would be mad, like, Anakin, you know you're forbidden from leaving the Academy. Right. And Qui-Gon would be like, what? Everything we need is here. Right. Exactly. That's, I think that's a distinction that, that needs to be made. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, he snuck out. He'd go drinking, and then he, who's he drinking with? Just some alien he met. Yeah, because he can't drink with another Jedi. No, so he's drinking with this four-armed weird alien. They're singing old songs together. I like that. Yeah, I like the thought of that. They got the, that alien has two arms around Obi Wan. Yeah, that's very quaint. And they're like rocking, like uh huh. Yeah. Okay, I like that a yeah, lot. So that's, they have good times together. So why wouldn't you go to Jax? Yeah, they have such good times together that they don't need to constantly remind themselves of them. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's one big troubling problem with this scenario. Mm. What, how is Jax well-versed in poison darts and stuff? Oh, he's like... Um, he's, is he know, like a survivalist? He's a, he, yeah, or, no, he's, a, he's a spy. He's a retired spy, for sure. So is he a lot older than Obi-Wan? Oh, yeah. He has a, I know he has a gray mustache. <laughs> But I mean, I, I pictured it being like Magnum PI, like brown, or you know. I'm picturing when he was palling around with um, Obi Wan. I'm picturing him as a guy who's had a very troubled. He's like a retired spy, super spy type guy. Oh, but he's like a <laughs> severe PTSD and stuff. Well, he's just out of the game. But if someone rubs him the wrong way, he could go kill him with 
so he, with his forearms. So he's like like John Wick or something? Yeah, he's like John Wick. Or um, No, the character I keep thinking of is Garrick in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I don't oh, know if you've watched yeah, enough DS9 yeah, yeah, for yeah. that. I know who you're talking about. So he's just the mild-mannered Taylor. But then every once in a while he's like, he yeah, alludes to yeah, his yeah. past, and like he's he was like high up in the the uh, what are they called? The Cardassians yeah, Empire, the Cardassian spy network. Yeah, he was big. Called. Like he was a big part of. Uh, he he was right up there with what's his name, Garrick? Gold, gold, no, he, gold, he is Goldacott. Goldacott, Gold yeah. yeah. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just a mild mannered tailor. Yeah, I love. All However, that. it would be unfortunate if something bad were to happen to this dangerous I character. I can't decide if he's annoying or not. I go, I, think I, go, cool. I go back and forth. You like yeah. him? Maybe it'll yeah. grow on me more. So I, that's how. I kept thinking of Dexter Jetster. That's a cool way to think of him. He's like a much more fun, but I think less dark past. Because it seems uh, like uh, the Taylor guy was responsible for like torture and murder yeah. and stuff. And I don't picture Jax as much. Like I'm sure he had to kill someone on a mission. Yeah. But he, do you know what he's much more like? He reminds me of Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles. Oh, that's pretty good. Where he, he's retired, but he loved being a spy. Yeah. So he, so he still reads the magazines yeah, and participates yeah, in the yeah. forums. Exactly. But he, and he wants to get back into the game, but he's out of shape, you know, and he's a little too old. He's got that, his mustache is gray now. Yeah. His mustache. <laughs> I couldn't stop looking at his I mustache. Forgot his gray mustache. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, okay. If, oh, they say something really strange during their conversation that I wrote down. They say something about droids. Why not have droids, blah, blah, blah. And someone says, if droids could think, there'd be none of us here. So is Obi-Wan saying that they treat droids terribly? And it makes, you know what I mean? Because he, he makes some, and they both kind of laugh at it. Like if, if the droids, you know, what, what did so I say? So what are they, so he, so if Dexter, droids could think, there'd be none of us here. He says that verbatim. So he's seen the Terminator. And the Matrix. Is that what he's implying? I think he's implying droids are too stupid to understand how bad they're treated, that they're slaves. And then he's saying if they could think, they'd kill us. They'd rise up and yeah. kill us for the way they we yeah, treat Yeah, exactly. Them. So he's talking about that classic thing. Yeah, but that's... I, I just thought that was a, a weird line because it really... Because you and I have struggled with what the droids' place are in the Star, Star yeah. Wars universe. Are they slaves? Are they, are they comrades? Are they... Are they your friends? Are they sentient? Do they, you know, are they actually, do they have rights of any kind? Yeah. This made me wonder if there's a droid liberation front, like uh, a group that's trying to get droid rights. And, oh, boy. And that, see, that would be some... That'd be interesting, That'd be huh? some good fanfic or whatever. Can yeah. Led, whatever those expanded universe. Yeah, but we're, we're getting, I guess that's getting a little bit into more of Star Trek-style science fiction. Right. This, and we, we famously had an excellent conversation about this once already. Right, rights. right. And we're not going to tell you what that is, dear listener. I just have never thought about there being like a, 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 a group that's, you know, like protesting. But there can't be. I guess there just can't be because they don't think. But then they do think because C-3PO is so... Boy, that's weird. That's... No, I was thinking of other humans and aliens oh, I see. that think that droids should have rights. Well, that makes sense. That would sneak in and like liberate all the droids from a factory. Well, that's one of the weird things about this is... They're really trying to establish that up until the events of episode one, there's like just no conflict anywhere. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what's weird. Like, they don't even have an army. There's occasionally little disagreements, and then well, they send they, their wizards hired, to deal with it. They've hired the Jedi Council to, to basically be their army. So however yeah. many there are. In, in my head, How many are there? There's like 50 tops, right? Yeah, because that's another thing is Mace Windu repeatedly says, we're so diminished. Yeah. So I guess that was one of my questions is I was wondering why are they diminished, but the opening crawl says that the Jedi are strained because they're dealing apparently with thousands of galaxies that yeah. have rebelled. Overworked, underpaid. Yeah. Okay, the next scene, Obi-Wan goes into the, the elementary school of Jedi kids Yeah. so he can talk to Yoda about this planet that's missing. That's a cute scene. It, it is a cute scene. I, I don't understand how Yoda came to all his different conclusions. So <laughs> they say the planet's gone. Lost a um, planet, First of has. all, Yoda concludes the archives have been erased. And why? Like, he, without a doubt, he goes, erased they have been. And by someone that, that with, that's a Jedi. Yeah. And you're like, why would they have to be a Jedi? Wouldn't they, wouldn't they just have to be like a computer guy? Well, but it was specifically the Jedi archives. Oh, I missed that. was the that. Jedi library. See this? Okay. I thought it was just like the, the government library or something. Oh. Because I picture the Jedi not... I picture them renting out a, a, like an office <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the building. Oh, yeah. And so I didn't picture it as like the entire thing is Jedi. Yeah. So that's like their library. Okay. So only a Jedi could have. Only a Jedi had the authority to erase security it. Okay. clearance. All yeah. right, I'm glad that was cleared up because I was that confused me a lot. Um, I guess my next question. It the next. Do you have any more things to say about that scene besides the kids being cute and? Um, I want to know if there's a difference between blue and green lightsabers. I have that in my notes too. Much later, I didn't start thinking about it till the the big battle scene at the end where they're in the gladiator place. But but they can only have blue or or green or except purple. Mace Windu, yeah. who's got a purple one, and so, then the bad guys all have red ones. Yeah. Now the prequels, um, obviously, we're talking about the prequels. I mean, the Phantom Menace. Uh huh. So they started releasing some of the Jedi Council action figures for Phantom Menace. Okay. Who we had not yet seen in action. So some of them came with, like, orange lightsabers and yellow. Did they? Yeah. So Mace Windu had the purple one. Yeah. Qui-Gon had green. Everyone had blue. And then, like, Plo Koon had an orange one. Which one's Plo Koon? He's the one with, like, the gas mask kind of thing. Oh, okay. Like, the big alien He's pretty cool mask. looking. Yeah. The one with, like, the, the like, lizard dreadlocks with big bug eyes is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I hate the ones that are just, like, dumb-looking humans with dumb goatees. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like those either. But there's some pretty cool Some of design. them are really cool looking. There's yeah. some good design in some of the aliens. Kiati Mundi's dumb looking with his cone head. Oh, yeah. He's his weird. white mustache. He's got a ponytail on the top of his cone head, too. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not looking good. looking at that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just want to know what the difference is. Because then we see the kids <clears throat> up until, you know, throughout the th- original three movies and then The Phantom Menace, it's like, oh, the ones who are like Jedi Masters have green swords. And the learners have blue ones. Yeah. But then we see the kids, and it's a mix of blue and green. So. Yeah, I don't know. What gives? I just, I, I had no idea. I, th- it, I thought back to when I was a little kid, and I saw Return of the Jedi. Because I'm old enough to remember seeing that in the theater. I was real young. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first moment that Luke turns on the green lightsaber. And I almost, yeah. I almost shit my drawers. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And it's just a different color. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I didn't put a lot of thought into whether they had... It, up to that point, you'd only seen blue, which kind of looked white in A New Hope. 
and red and then that green and that's all you ever saw in in the and, you know, and that's why it was for 10 years and so it, i just thought maybe there was every color yeah and i didn't think the colors had any significance and maybe they don't well do you know why do you know why mace windu has a purple one no because uh, samuel jackson said i want a purple one <laughs> okay that's it <laughs> Really? Mm-hmm. I've heard all the the Jedi were able to pick out their the lightsaber handle they liked, so they were given a yeah, choice. Yeah, they all of have like, different kind of handles. Yeah, it may, uh, even Dooku's handles is curved. It's kind of yeah. cool, kind of a different look. Yeah, I guess Darth Maul got first pick. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two lightsabers on one. Where'd that double lightsaber go? That was the only one we had. Oh, man, oh, I, want, I want that badass double lightsaber. And then the guy came in, he's like, that was the prototype. I don't remember how to make it. (laughs) I didn't write it down. I was going (laughs) to... Shit. Oh, so uh, the clone planet is called El Camino. (laughs) Obi-Wan decides to go there anyway. The clone company is no way to run a business. I don't know how this, this, if this is the government or a company. It seems like it's just a company that makes clones. A guy walks in. And they just assume he's someone else without even yeah. asking his name. Who they haven't seen in 10 years. 10 years. And that's my other question. I, I, they must have been paid up front. Yeah. Can you imagine someone makes an order for 200? This is like someone calling and ordering 15 pizzas to an address, and then it's a prank call. Yeah. They've been working for 10 years, making 200,000 clones, I think they say the number is. And they want a million more or something? Or was that the droid army? That's still not enough if you're fighting against thousands of solar systems. I was just thinking of the cost. How much would that cost? Yeah. Because they have to make the clones. Then they have to train them and brainwash them and, and supply them with weapons and all this stuff. I just thought, this must be so expensive. You couldn't even put a number on it. Yeah. They, they, I don't know. Sifo-Dyas, who is he? Is he a good guy or a bad guy? I guess this is another thing answered in the Clone Wars. Which one's Sifo-Dyas? Well, he's the guy that bought the clones. All the ones that they keep talking about. Yeah. So he's not never shown at all then. No. And he died 10 years earlier in an accident or something. Yeah, and he knew Qui-Gon, or he was Qui-Gon's trainer, and then after he died, then Dooku took over as Qui-Gon's trainer. Yeah, because I, I know Dooku trained Qui-Gon. I, I, gosh, that's interesting. Okay, we'll get to the, all that stuff. Um, oh, boy, then... What, you have other things to say about the clone stuff? Because I just, the whole scene no. is just a big, you know, there's two scenes that are, that are exactly the same in this movie that I've never noticed before. That, uh, Obi-Wan goes down and he watches the, the, it basically gets to see all the clones. Yeah, the clones in the cafeteria and the, right. the computer and then, room. And then later they do that with the droids too. They go to the droid, where the droids are being oh, made. Yeah. That company, which I thought was maybe a rival company. It must be. There's yeah. the clones. It's like, don't get clones, get droids. It's a Mac versus PC. Right. Thing. And it's like, I'm droid. I'm clone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm clone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm droid. Yeah. I'm made of flesh and blood, but I can think for myself. Kind of. Kind of. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing the accent. But I will take orders from literally anyone that shouts out an order. There is no chain of command. That's true. My name is Commander Lieutenant, but anyone in a bathrobe who tells me to do something, I will do it. And us droids will walk directly at anything. And yeah. then be, be, we're very flimsy. We'll be cut in half quickly. And we'll respond to hand signals mm-hmm. from... Uh, from other droids. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have anything else about that, but I am so <laughs> all the all the money and all the interesting design that went into this, and 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, Padme needs some luggage. Go down to the store and get some luggage. Is it straight up like Samsonite? It looks like it. It's just regular luggage. It doesn't even have wheels notice. on it. Because now they're on the lamb. Now they're, they, This is when they, they start realizing they shouldn't just show up in the royal spaceship. Yeah. She should wear, wear, she, she's wearing like a poncho or something. She looks like, like one of those... We, I don't even know what you call them. They're like... <laughs> Like little ponchos that are look like they're made out of uh, like a like a sack, and it says on the back one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. <laughs> so she's she's what wearing, are those things called? She's wearing Serpico's disguise. Yeah, yeah. She pretty much she, she is dressed, dressed like Serpico. She is, she's got a rat in her pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, but no, then Annie's carrying her luggage, and it's just it's just regular human luggage. Yeah, why, doesn't he, luggage. why doesn't he cut like shave his head and cut off his little Jedi braid and stuff? You don't you don't yeah. think that's going to draw attention to you? I, I, oh, this is a Jedi right here. Well, he's probably thinking there's only fifty of them in the universe. Um, the greatest fighters there are. Uh, yeah. Well, no, that's what he's thinking on that long solo car ride. He's like, no one's going to mess with the Jedi. Oh, yeah. oh man, when they see my braid, they'll be like, "No way, let's get out of here because yeah, I'm a just, Jedi." They're I'm the poop best Jedi. Their pants. And again, his idea of flirting is just be real whiny. Oh, he does some. The, the flirt gets turned up to ten now because now starts when they start in earnest talking about like their the relationship. They get to Naboo. They go to her her summer home. They have a weird kiss. The, Why the, does she kiss him back? So he the entire it's, interaction. It's, it's we've like seen, Stockholm syndrome because it's she's got to be because there's a there's a scene right before that where he just kind of lays it out and she says. You're making me uncomfortable. She says the yeah. words. You're making me uncomfortable because all you've done this whole car ride is try to bang me and and then complain about stuff like right. Oh my my boss is a jerk. Like have you ever been on a first date and then you spend the entire time talking about how your boss is a jerk and you're smarter than him? First date and then it, you're it's like the first date. It's like you hired a bodyguard and the first day they show up and tell you about their entire divorce or something. Tell yeah. And you're like, Imagine it's like a Tinder date, though. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's just complaining he about come, his boss. He comes on real strong sexually and then bitches about, about his boss. His for, boss, yeah. And, and not just bitches, like gets emotionally upset. And like almost starts crying. <laughs> he's 18 years old and he's acting like a six-year-old. No, really. <gasps> he's acting like Napoleon Dynamite. And she, yeah. And <laughs> I, mean, he pra- I practically expect him to be like, you won't let me have a green lightsaber. Gosh! And then, and then Padme getting home and just swooning like, oh, he's, yeah. he's the one. Second date for sure. And it's just because everyone's dumb. She's like, well, he kissed me. Of course I'm going to kiss him back. Right. He's a man and I'm a woman, and that's what's supposed to happen. I guess. There's... Well, let's, let's talk about next level flirting. Let's say you're out in a field. You see a giant hippopotamus cow. You get on top of it and start oh. surfing. So the first part of your flirting is I'm going to show off to this girl by standing up on a cow and surfing it. Then I'm going to fall down and pretend to be hurt. Yeah. I'm going to the point that I actually try to get up and collapse. Yeah. And then when this and then when this girl is impressed and then horrified and scared, she'll roll me over and I'll laugh cuz that like people love that. People love to be frightened. Fri- people lo- not just frightened but frightened about something serious has happened. Someone's been injured, right. you yeah. know. Well, but that does establish early on that a fall from a short distance will knock you unconscious. Mm-hmm. Like if you fall a short distance onto a soft landing right and fall on your side you will be knocked out momentarily that's right um natalie portman has a very unfortunate relationship with cgi in this movie worse than anyone else what do you mean it just doesn't work for anything she does like so then in the in their dating montage he like slices a pear and mm-hmm. sends the pear slice over to, to her. her fork and then to she her, stabs with the fork. it's like weightless yeah and then she takes a bite and it's just so obvious that she's just 
miming this whole thing. She probably didn't even have a fork. Right. And it just looks so bad. And All then, the CGI um, looks really bad in this. And then when he's riding the rhinoceros later mm-hmm. and has her jump down and she oh, jumps. Oh, man. It's, it's like a joke. Like if that was in a Naked Gun movie. It is in a Naked Gun movie. It's in Hot Shots. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? In Hot Shots, uh, Topper Harley's riding mm-hmm. his motorcycle and then he sees... Uh, the girl, right, and she's like on a horse and like doing all these crazy horse tricks. Oh, that's right. And that song "Dream Lovers" playing. Mm-hmm. So she like jumps up onto a tree branch, swings around, and then falls directly onto oh, the saddle in yes. a sitting position. Right. She does that from the top. Well, <laughs> and it's like a joke. Yeah, we're skipping ahead, but she does that from the top of a pole. She jumps like forty feet onto her crotch. Yeah, she doesn't like land on her feet and then climb down. She's yeah. just like okay in midair. She's like in position, like she's going to ride a bike. And then lands, and then she does this weird thing where she kisses the air sort of near Anakin's neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. By the end of this, the CGI guys were just like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Let's hurry. Just get it done. It just looks so. Then there's no like bounce of impact or anything. It's just like, whoop. It's, yeah. it's really like a kid playing with toys. There is a. The, the scene right after he rides the, the cow and fakes being injured is when he has a real intense talk with her about, like, we have to be a couple now. And yeah. then she said, and they both say the reasons they can't. And he literally says, at one part, the creepiest line, he goes, you are in my very soul, tormenting me. Yeah. And it just, I just pictured Natalie Portman, or the, Amidala, the character, being yeah. in this room with this dude saying that to her and just immediately going like, oh my God, this dude is the type of guy that will like beat me or kill me if I leave him. You know what I mean? This is like Star 80. This is some, oh some psycho yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean that. I've, you are in my very soul tormenting me. He says yeah. it with so much anger. That I, I like, what girl wants to hear that? Well, I'll try to be vague to protect everyone's privacy, but a girl was just telling me really? about experiences with that kind of thing. With the guys cornering them and then just saying like, intense, like, we belong like, together? Like, that's weird. Like, that's our, and then, of course, we, we've mentioned on the show how much we love Reddit yeah. The relationship subreddit. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of that. Like, that's a real thing that happens, and it's not good, and it's not romantic. Right. Where that same thing, you know, I need you. Yeah, you got to work I'm, on yourself a bit, man. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody needs anybody. you got to be good with yourself. Doesn't he say, is it here or later, where he's like, every day I've thought of you? Yeah, he says every, at some moment for 10 years. That's, yeah. like, that's like the guy that shot John Lennon. That's like obsessive stalker behavior. Yeah. I've I've never liked anyone that much. So are we supposed to? Is this the dark side? Is is that what it is? Is it? I guess to that's form? the thing. And I guess this is where <laughs> I did say we're not going to review this movie. I think at this point it's fairly obvious we don't care for this movie. But <laughs> is it? Are we supposed to be thinking Anakin's creepy and weird? No, and it's the dark side. Or are we supposed to think this is a love story? I feel, I feel I feel like it's, it's supposed not, to be the love story, right? I feel like that's weird. There, there's there's something if this is all just executed slightly differently, then it would be clear one way or another. Maybe well, George Lucas didn't want it to be clear, but it seems like you got to commit. Well, here's the challenge. You are you're telling a story of this is him going towards the dark side. From the beginning yeah. he's good, but at the end he's he's got the dark side, yeah. right? So you have to tell the story of his downfall into evil, but you also have to tell the story of their love affair, which is an opposite trajectory in most people's lives. They're not usually (laughs) doing a downward spiral and falling in love and stuff. Yeah. So how do you tell that story? Yeah. It's almost impossible. So it's just stuck in this weird limbo where it's, it's he's too creepy for you to buy the love story, 
But yeah. then she doesn't think he's creepy, and that's and I God, and that's weird. It gets later on when he kills the Sam people, and that doesn't bother her when she's still willing to marry him. Let's like, jump onto oh, that. That far? Wait, let, let me go through my questions really quick. Okay. Uh, the Jedi need uh, lightsaber wallet chains, I have written down. Because <laughs> they're always dropping them. Yeah. Uh, he even says that. Don't ever drop your lightsaber. It's your life. Oh, but I it's, I guess it is it's the easy ne- to drop. I guess it is the next scene. <clears throat> well, he even says not again later when another lightsaber gets destroyed. So he's destroying Obi-Wan's going to kill yeah, me. And he, he also, Obi-Wan hates when he does that and jumps out of the cars. I thought, uh-huh. how often is he jumping out of flying cars? Well, again, tell, don't show. <laughs> right, right. That's the, the that is like the, the mission of all these movies. Uh yeah, so Anakin, his mom has been kid he hasn't thought of his mom in like a decade and suddenly he has to see her. Yeah. He he goes back there and I guess it's the force because it's she's been gone a month. I yeah. guess that's how long it took the force to get to him. Yeah, because I don't know what the speed of force is, if it's similar to light speed or not. Do you think it do you think you can because Yoda and Mace later on are able to feel the force from across like the universe. They feel a bunch of deaths. And Obi-Wan in, in a new hope. Yeah. I just, so, I mean, can, can you feel, is it felt immediately? Cause, cause he gets there and his mom's been b- tortured by sand people for 30 days. Yeah. So, I mean, like when did he feel that her being that upset or was it a nightmare? Yeah. He had a nightmare. And that comes into play in the next movie with his nightmares. His nightmares are a really big deal. Um, we do get to meet Clea Glars, who might be my... Him and Dexter Jetster uh-huh. might be my favorite characters in this whole thing. I love Clea Glars in his weird space wheelchair. Oh, yeah. He, She's he, a good woman. So that's his stepdad. Married her. Stepdad he's never met. Yeah. So he bought... Shmi. Shmi and C-3PO from Watto and then married her. To free her. Yeah. And then those are his kids. It wasn't like he bought her as a slave, but... So and then and then and those then were his Owen kids from a previous. Well, I guess they weren't both his kids. Well, that's supposed to be Uncle Owen, right? Yeah. Well, no, even says she says this is my son Owen and his girlfriend Baru, and it just seems weird. The word girlfriend in the Star Wars universe doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. What should they have said? His associate? I don't know. <laughs> his associate. No, there's just something that feels weird about the word girlfriend. It seems too fifty. I mean, actually, that's a lot of this movie is very much versed in American graffiti stuff. 50s sort of pop culture transmorphed into mm-hmm. outer space, and it feels very wrong. And saying this is my son Owen and his girlfriend does not feel Star Warsy. I don't know what else you're supposed to say, but girlfriend isn't right. He could just say this is Owen and Veru. Yeah, they're he, married. She doesn't need a title. She can just be his partner. His yeah, partner maybe. Yeah. What? So when does Anakin go off the deep end? Because he he when does he has? I guess at first he's just going to find his mother. He finds her. Conveniently, she dies immediately. And he is just a teenage rebel, and it's just been building up, and then this finally... Is, is that the moment? Is he explodes? But, I mean, is the dark side and light side of the Force that... It seems like at some point everyone would go to the dark side because this is a big emotional tragedy. You and, know? Yeah. Your mother dying in your arms? Well, and is he, he's the only in thousands of years of Jedi, he's the first one to have, like... Is that why they didn't want to train him because he was too old? Because if they get you when you're real young, you just don't ever have those kind of feelings? Yeah, I, j- I just thought that, that every Jedi must have a breaking point at some point in their life where they... If you had someone torture your mom to death... Like the like, Amish. If there's any reason to go crazy and kill everyone, that's it. Is that necessarily... Yeah. I guess it's evil. I don't I guess, know. I guess you're taken from your family at such a young age that you don't have any bond with your family. Mm-hmm. And then I, the first things first, before you're eight years old, they... 
pound, before you get to lightsaber mask training, right? They're pounding out all the emotions out of you, so you don't fear anger. You don't right. feel. You don't feel fear, anger, hatred. And that was the very thing. Is there's in Phantom Menace? They're saying he's too old. I sense fear in you. And I guess if you're raised in the Jedi Temple, you don't get fear. You Isn't get that fear all out. crucial for self preservation, though? Right. Just no. as just as a creature. Oh yeah. Like but if you have no fear, you're just running it. You're like the droids, just running into battle, being shot. Well, Obi Wan jumping out the window to catch that thing. I guess that's true. He that's no badass, fear. man. I mean, yeah, maybe they don't have fear because they know because they got the force. Yeah, the force. Yeah. Okay. And then they have kind of a Zen attitude about even being killed, where like. Well, I mean, well, whatever. If, do they know they can be ghosts that are still themselves? Basically, no. So that's so. I think that's Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon supposedly out that you can still be a ghost. God, yeah. Qui-Gon's quite, quite the guy. The more I, I really, about yeah, him, the more I like him. Yeah, same. So, so, so I might watch the Clone Wars just for that, or maybe just those episodes. Um, Yoda and Mace. Can wait, sp- wait, wait. Why did the Sand People kill, sh- kidnap Shmi in the first place? <laughs> and torture her. Now we we kind of teased last week. Like, there's really only one explanation, and that's. A really dark one that I don't think is to we run, want to talk yeah, about on to our run, show. To run errands for the Sand People. Yeah, to run errands. That's the only thing. So they were going to kidnap her and torture her for 30 days. Unless they were just being manipulated by Palpatine to turn Anakin. No. But that's kind of... like no You can way. just kind of answer anything with, oh, Palpatine. Right. And I don't like that. Well, I mean, and it, like you said last week, his plan could not have this many things that have to happen yeah. in order for, for it to work. Or it just wouldn't work. Uh, who knows? She's she's they they do make some line they throw some line out that they're they're like kind of like serial killers or something that the sand people are really just like pain and stuff. So huh. I, th- I think they sort of explain it that way. So he slaughters all of them, comes back and says, "I murdered them all. Right? I killed them all. The women, the children, they're animals to me, and I killed them, and I don't care." And that doesn't scare away Pat. <laughs> no, it would be the equivalent of like if I walked in uh, to my girlfriend and said. I went to Starbucks. The line was really long. And when I got my iced latte, it didn't have enough ice in it. Mm-hmm. Like, like that would be the reaction. And then would be you like, took out your gun and shot everyone in there? No, it would be like, like if I had just said that. Oh, the way, the way he says it, you mean? The way that she reacts. Oh, so if I, if I said that to my girlfriend, oh, I went to Starbucks so- and there was a long line, she'd be like, hmm, that sucks. I don't know. I, I think it's a little more, more emotional than that. It's more like I lost my job because a coworker lied about me. No, I'm not talking about what he said. The way Maybe she it's a re- bad analogy. I'm talking about her reaction as as though he said something very insignificant. I know. I mean, I, I agree with that, but I yeah. think she shows a little more concern than that. She definitely doesn't show the reaction of you coming home and saying, by the way, I murdered 30 people today. Yeah, my mom died and I abused my power to murder. Yeah. She should be backing. Maybe that's what, maybe she's scared for her life. Maybe she's no, thought, not at all. No, I she's can't, into I it. I can't throw a reaction. <laughs> she's <laughs> this, into it. It's like Stockholm na- syndrome. It's, it's like natural born killers. Yeah. No, what is her reaction? I, I felt like she didn't have a reaction at all. She was just like, oh, man. In my memory, her face looked pained. But all I could think of was like, this is a red flag in dating. You know, she should <laughs> yeah. be running. But I mean, uh, she takes it like, more like she's concerned he's in emotional pain. Like, she does look out a little concerned on her face. But it's the way you look at someone who, like, if you're, let's say your girlfriend is crying and you and you don't t- quite understand why she's crying, you know, and so you're just like concerned. She's upset. So she's not alarmed about the murder. No, the murder just. Re- but she's like, oh, I don't like it when you're mad. She could maybe agree because I feel bad for you. She may agree that some people are animals. Well, I mean, where did she make those frog people live? Right. For her reign as queen. Right. And, and she's such a great, compassionate queen, and then she, but she won't make peace with the frog people mm-hmm. until it 
it, it benefits her. It benefits her, and 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 the way it benefits her is the slaughter of thousands of Gungans. Yeah, to fight for her. Yeah, so, as an army. So maybe there's totally are, expendable. Yeah, yeah, totally. So maybe there are some xenophobic undertones here. Well, they have a totalitarian argument earlier where where. Uh, or maybe it's the same scene where Anakin is saying people should be forced to obey. They need dictators. Oh, yeah. And she stands up for herself a little bit there. Yeah. But then just, I don't know. Once he starts saying how he's a murderer, because it's, it's like you're, you're arguing about the right. Like, what are you really upset about? Yeah. You're, you're ranting about politics, but what are you really upset about? Wait, that's another thing is just the take a drink every time someone says democracy or, or right. negotiations or whatever. And just... This at this moment, I had I had a thought: Is Anakin a sociopath? And this and this murder of the the Sam people is unrelated to him being a Jedi. Like, is he just this way anyway? There's the way he the way he's upset all the time. He's frustrated, and then he's he's clearly got empathy problems. You know what I mean? Well, I like that too because I always hate origin stories. Like anytime you see an actual biopic of a real person, right? All their I mean, it's like Indiana Jones' Last Crusade when he gets all of his character traits in one fun-filled afternoon. <laughs> like, everything that we know that's, about him. That's charming. I like that, though. It's charming in Last Crusade because it it's is. just so, like... It's fun. It's just so fun, and it's like, yeah, this is how we're doing it. But watch, like, a Johnny Cash biopic or something uh-huh. where someone's like, I'll tell you what, son. Your voice is a gift from God Almighty, and you should sing. Mm-hmm. Really? I right. should sing? I never thought about that. Yeah. Anyway, I gotta go. I hear that my trains are coming. <laughs> and then Johnny's like, hmm. and then fade into him right. as a grown up. I hear. Yeah, exactly. So I always hate that when it's just so obvious. So maybe Anakin is just born bad, like so many other killers. It's that combination. Actually, I just listened to a podcast about psychopathy, uh-huh. psych- psychopathy, whatever, mm-hmm. and serial killers, and they're like, it's not really one thing. It's this kind of this combination of. There's something genetically wrong with their brain. And the terrible childhood. And then combined with trauma and right. childhood, then combined mm. with something else. So right. I, I hated how pure and innocent eight-year-old Anakin was. And George Lucas said, that's because I wanted to show that evil can... Come from good... Isn't good always like... It just that... Like, I mean, I'm sure Hitler as a kid was... Was adorable. A cute little adorable <laughs> kid, you know? He loved puppies. So he was deliberately trying to say, like... Not all evil looks like a deadly snake. Hmm. Can be a cute, nice kid, but it would have been for the. I get that, but for the sake of these stories, it would have been nice to see a little darkness in eight-year-old Anakin too. I, I just, I think they just deliver the darkness in a strange way. Mm-hmm. Even Anakin's darkness in this film is is very odd the way it's handled. It's more like he's just frustrated. Or so something. why does he immediately blame Obi-Wan for all that, this? For I, I, I had no idea. I, I kept, I, I was curious. He blames Obi-Wan throughout the movie. Yeah. He's too critical. He's overbearing. He's like, he says these things, but they're like, they're not really that big of complaints. And yeah. from all the stuff we've seen of Obi-Wan, he seems really laid back. He's really laid back he and patient. Like, he's t- always teaching. And he seems like he o- kind of is like a buddy. Like he would go get a drink with him. Yeah. So I don't understand. It's not the same, like we said, as, as like Qui-Gon, who just is very serious. Yeah. So like, I'm viewing all this through the lens, too, of A New Hope, when Obi-Wan, Alec Guinness, is reminiscing about Luke's father. And he gets this distant and sad look, and he goes, and a good friend. Right. And then we don't ever see them being good friends in any of these movies. Well, 
I guess we need a movie between Phantom Menace. We need the movie, a trilogy about the 10 years between Phantom Menace and Attack of no, the Clones. No, I think that's what Clone Wars is, isn't it? Oh, is it? Or between, maybe it's, it must no, be no, between no. Attack of the Clones and right. Revenge we, of the Right, we Sith. need the yeah. 10 years from him being a kid to kind of the frustrated teenager Anakin yeah. we get in this one. Because he just seems to hate Obi-Wan with right. passion. Right, and And for, and, and never really clear reasons why. I couldn't figure that out either. So then we get um, to Looney Tunes Factory. Well, before that, Dooku, Dooku is Qui-Gon Jinn's master. So you, that happened. He, who was his old master? Like, he took over for the guy that got killed, is what you said, That's right? what I thought. Uh, yeah, that it was sifo and then and then Dooku... I got a couple more questions. So then, before, that's before. that's a mystery too. Is did Qui- did Dooku have a bad influence on Qui Gon? Well, I don't know because like, what's, what's Dooku's motivation in any of this? And too? Dooku does this very bizarre scene where he tells Obi Wan the truth. Uh, I have a few a few more questions before we get to that. Yeah. But, so I've got. Oh no, it's my next question. Is Dooku actually a good guy? Because Obi Wan gets captured. He's in, he's floating in those chains. And he comes in and tells him everything. He tells them that this Jedi ordered a clone army 10 years ago in order to do this, blah, blah, blah. He tells yeah. Obi-Wan all this stuff, and it's all true. And, he, and I don't understand Dooku's motivation at all. So Dooku is following the bidding of Darth Sidious mm-hmm. to oppose Chancellor Palpatine and can't tell that they're the same person. Well, I think Dooku says that the the clone army was no. There's he says there's a Sith Lord in the Senate or whatever, and he's his name's Darth Tyrannus. But he's Darth Tyrannus. Oh, he's Darth Tyrannus. Yeah. So he's speaking in third person. Mm. That's what that was the other question. Oh, I had. So he's trying to still pull a fast one. Is that what he's doing? Is but why would he tell Obi Wan the truth, but just make himself seem like he's not the guy that's doing it? Why not just not tell him anything and be like, I know nothing about this. Uh, maybe I'm totally wrong about sifo having a connection to... According to this, um, Dooku was always... Uh, wait. Uh, who cares? It's not good radio. Yeah, so... Dooku was always Qui-Gon's... Okay, so uh, Dooku. Mentor, yeah. So it, it showed... It, that's why Dooku... So, or that's why Qui-Gon's so smart and thinks for himself... That's maybe why he rebels against the Jedi Council a bit when he decides he wants to take on Anakin because Dooku has set quite the precedent as his master who was trained by goddamn Yoda. Yeah. But then Yoda's the big failure. He started the chain reaction that caused the Empire to form. He's the one that was such a shitty master that Dooku left the Jedi. He didn't even, you know. And then Dooku had an influence on (laughs) Qui-Gon who had an influence on Obi-Wan to have that, you know, this seed of rebellion planted originally by Yoda somehow <laughs> yeah. in Dooku. He's, Qui-Gon is rebellious, Obi-Wan's rebellious, Anakin Skywalker's rebellious and becomes this evil thing. It starts the Empire, kills millions of people, right? Yeah. So this is all kind of Yoda's failing as a Jedi master. Um, yeah, and maybe that's why he goes and lives in the swamp. He kind of should. He fucked up tons of stuff. Like I, I, he he seems in, incompetent as a Jedi Master. In yes, this. he can. He's he doesn't. They, nobody senses Darth Sidious at all. Even though they're in the same room with them, they're all being manipulated, and none of them seem oh, to think man. it's odd that they're forming a huge evil army. 
Like there's that a I don't part of the beginning it. when they're trying to manipulate Jar Jar into voting, right? And and Palpatine and that blue guy Mass Amada, yeah, are talking to each other in the most obvious tones. And they right, literally right, right, like right. look at each other and then both look at the camera. It's right. the craziest thing. And then Jar Jar gets the idea, like, maybe if somebody were smart enough to nominate me as, you know, Emperor of the Universe. And then they they both even look like the blue guy especially has this look like he's using all his muscles to not start <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it's true. Jar Jar's not stupid. He's man. got this like force like purse like mm. He does it in the next scene. He goes, yeah. Misa nominate yeah. Senator Palpatine. So the factory. We're, now we're getting to the. We're getting really Looney Tunes, like you said. Very Tom and Jerry. What What is the purpose of the door with a retracting plank above a conveyor belt? Is my first question in the design of the factory. I don't know. They the rocks are on there, and then okay. they. I need to let stuff like that go. I loved C three PO's stoner thought when he first walked in. He he walks in the factory oh, yeah. and he goes, <laughs> "Machines making machines." And it's like this existential stoner thought he suddenly has. Like, wow, what'll, you know, that's trippy. <laughs> oh, because he was made by a boy. Right. So, yeah. So he has an existential moment. Like, may, does he think he's human, maybe? Or, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I just thought, that, I thought it was just the most, like, the way he says it, too. Machines making machines. <laughs> oh, my. Um... That uh, I think I almost feel like we should skip that entire scene. <laughs> now let's do it. It's it's Looney Tunes. Yeah, it's it's just goof goofball. I feel like I was whatever, watching like, a cartoon. Like has, has someone made done that scene and added that music that goes da 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 Anyway, uh, who are these bug people exactly? They're just a company. The whole planet makes droids. They, I guess they're the droid company. They're and Microsoft. So, so they're running around the factory. Obi Wan's already captured. I guess. I guess that's it. I was wondering why is the Gladiator Arena already full of spectators? Maybe time passed. Maybe when spent, they wheel in, yeah, we'll just could, have to assume time passed. They could be. They could have been in in detention for thirty days, yeah. you know, and it's a big event. They have the gladiator thing. Time to the polls. Let in. Let loose three different monsters. Uh, I don't but, know. But don't check Padme for lock picks. Right. And put them on. You know, I don't understand what's entertaining to watch exactly. You yeah. have three people tied to. Pole, real long poles for some reason with like 30 foot chains down to their hands. Yeah. And then I guess the spectators are just watching them get eaten. Like they're not. Oh, putting, yeah. Like what would be entertaining about that? Yeah. Like wouldn't a gladiator battle be like a tiger versus a guy with a sword? Right. You, you think Obi-Wan and all those guys would get like a, 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 you know, trident and one guy would get a net and someone yeah. would get a whip or something. And why can't the Jedi with their force powers undo their locks? <laughs> Doesn't Luke do something like that? God, that's a really good. I thought question. we saw Luke undo handcuffs just with his force powers. That's a good. It's a really also good the Jedi. We know that they can do a super jump, but do they? I guess they do. They do some crazy jumping on those animals. <laughs> I am never. I am. I have a, a a thing. I'm never interested in giant weird beasts chasing after people, mm-hmm. and. Uh, like in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, yeah, that happens. That was pretty pointless. Happens in this. Uh, happened in Phantom Menace. I like. They're trying to get from point A to point B. Suddenly, there's a monster with a really weird mouth that doesn't mm-hmm. actually work, 
in real life. Um, even uh, Force Awakens had that with the when Han Solo had the like, uh oh, there's there's monsters loose, and then they're running around oh, being yeah, chased by weird beholder. It's like an eyeball. Thing. Yeah, they're, they're oh, and they're always the same in all these sci-fi no, movies. No, it, it had like tentacles, like, right? They're always tentacle things with mouths that open sideways or something, and a bunch of teeth. And I'm just never interested in that scene, and it's in tons of stuff. I'm curious how much, how much of the original trilogy influenced what he did because the Rancor Pit Monster thing is yeah. awesome, right? Right. In Return and that's of the different Jedi. from what I'm talking about. Oh, right, but, it, but it's sort of the same idea. So I'm wondering is, if yeah. he's thinking like that was a great idea. Let's do three of them. You know what I mean? Oh, probably yeah. Because it because it's and and those and again I I'm very critical of CGI. I don't think it looks good in this at all, but. I think if those are three big rubber monsters, it might might be cooler, maybe. Yeah, even know. stop motion. I guess that's my problem. It's hard to say. Because I did think the Rancor scene was cool. I think the monsters that I'm complaining about in Star Trek and all that, they're just too fantastical. Right. They're and that's bright kind of, colors, yeah. and they just don't work. It's like that doesn't work as an animal. Well, this had like the weird... To like, open its mouth and then have tentacles inside its mouth mm-hmm. and four sets of teeth. and Yeah, well, this had like the spider thing. Sort of like, like a praying mantis, praying thing, mantis spider, a cat, thing. and then a rhinoceros. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so is this the battle that officially starts the Clone Wars? This, yeah, this, begun, begun this Clone Wars has. So they fight in the, the all the Jedi show up. They fight in the stadium. Then they take a transport to another battle, apparently. Or is that is the whole planet taking off? Is that the whole clone army or droid army? Taking I think off? that's what it is. Yeah, the whole droid army's fleeing. So, um, so they're trying to stop them from, from escaping the planet, kind of like the Empire does on Hoth when they're trying to shoot Yeah, them. that's okay, what it is. So they're so trying the, to leave. So the Jedi are surrounded, and then Dooku stops to make a speech. Why don't the Jedi use that opportunity to do all their awesome Jedi stuff that they can do? So all the droids disarm. The Jedi are surrounded with their swords out. Mm-hmm. And then Dooku's like, hello, I'm Count Dooku. Mm-hmm. And then they hear like the helicopters coming, and they pause. Why aren't the Jedi like, okay, the robots are distracted? Let's throw our lightsabers around and throw them around the know. force and stuff because we know they can do that. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I thought kind of thought about that stuff too, but I mean, it's hard to say what you would do in that high stress battle situation. Like everyone thinks, what you know? I, what did I read? Or so, it was about boxing, where everyone thinks. They know how they'd react to oh, until they get yeah. punched in the face. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm giving them a little bit of that rationalization. Well, and I guess maybe they sensed... <clears throat> yeah, never mind. If they can sense poison worms, they can sense giant clone army and fellow Jedi approaching. Probably. So Yoda says, around the survivors a perimeter create. And I've always had a hard time with that. <laughs> it's his worst line in the movie. Yeah, I thought is. about it a lot, it too. Is. Um, he, his backward talking was so charming in Empire Strikes Back. It's just, and I feel like they overdid it here. Oh, it's painful. <clears throat> but I solved that one. You did? Yeah. At, at, when the prequels started, Yoda was just barely learning English. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That is perfect. Yeah. That does explain it. Yeah. So, he, so it's a little weird in Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. But he's then still he, kind of... He's pretty good by Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but when he's on that planet alone with nothing to do but talk to himself... Yeah, he's probably practicing all his old lessons. Maybe he yeah. has like a That was pod- like one of the few books in his little space pod. Yeah, he probably has a little pod, a little podcast he listens to or a little Yeah, Rosetta uh, Stone on CD. Yeah, he's got 12 CDs. Yeah. Of, of Yoda to English. So that's what it was. That's why he's sounds well, a little clunky. 
so we get this is where we get to see Yoda in all his glory doing a bunch of flips. Why does he need his cane if he can if he can flip around like that? Like he doesn't seem to have any joint problems or back problems. So it could well, I mean it could be that that's his his super combo. His combo? Yeah. He's saved up and he's pressing select right or, now. Or or it could be that he's deliberately trying to trick trick everyone. Yeah. I mean isn't that a big thing with like martial arts masters in old oh, kung fu okay. movies and yeah, stuff and yeah, that was yeah, a big yeah. influence on oh, these. Oh, for sure. That's totally what it is. Um so there so the clone army will just follow orders from whoever shouts them out. <laughs> like literally, like Obi-Wan's giving them orders, then Anakin's giving them orders. Like a good well-trained army should. Mm-hmm. It's just like whoever tells you to do something. Mm-hmm. No chain of command. Right. No one Yoda doesn't say like, "Okay, this guy's in charge of you, lieutenant. He's your captain." So Padme falls out onto some very soft sand and rolls down a hill and then is unconscious. Yeah. And then that stupid, again, arguing in front of people, we have to go back for her! Yeah. Because <laughs> she's laying in the sand, away from the battle. Yeah, safe. Napping. And we're heading towards the, the most de- deadly Sith Lord on the planet. Yeah. But no, we have to go, turn this ship around right now! Who's actually a better fighter than Obi-Wan and... Uh, uh, Anakin. Yeah, he has to. He he rivals Yoda. Yeah, he's equal to Yoda. So we got to drag our girlfriend along with us. Yeah, That's... and then again, take it slow. Go to the. I'm gonna fight him right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dark side. At this point, he's I'm gonna charge over... at him and announce that I'm charging. He's he's already gone to the dark side at this point. Yeah. He's he's not. He's not gone full-on evil. He's but not he, thinking. But he's, uh, he's clearly out of his mind at this point. Well, you know what's interesting is kind of the Jedi mantra that they always say is, trust your feelings. That's true. And you could twist that. Anakin is certainly trusting his feelings. It's just that they're the wrong feelings. <laughs> he's trusting his feelings more than anybody. And he's yeah. like, I feel mad. I'm going to run. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, My I, feeling is mad. I run at this guy. It is. It's very gut reaction to everything. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess that's why he, he's a, a, a flawed hero. <laughs> the fight, the duel, where it's know. like far away shot of two stuntmen doing ballet with lightsabers. Then just like weird that. alternating close up. It was, it's cut it's strange. so strange. It, it is cut so strange. Christopher that... Lee's head, Anakin's head, Christopher Lee, Anakin. Right. And it, then they keep switching the because dire- I, I, I guess they were going in a circle, but it's really weird when like Anakin's looking left, then cut, then he's looking right, then cut, mm, then he's looking left. That right. doesn't work in film grammar. It's film strange. I'm curious. I should have looked it up who who the cinematographer was, and because it, 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 it does was a have droid. It probably was. It had a lot or a clone. Yeah, it had, it had a lot of strange things. Were strange. This could have been a, a byproduct though of filming in front of a green screen. I think that really affected how they. Uh, framed the the different shots and all the angles and stuff that yeah because it does it it feels more so clunky than phantom phantom menace to me yeah yeah it really does um well, that's I got that's about all I got unless you want to, talk, to um, go into talking uh, about phantom menace I want to mean uh, go ahead I want to point out that the Jedi seem to really relish killing like when they're <laughs> fi- when when they're in the arena battle they're like really enjoying it like. Obi-Wan looks positively orgasmic when he's, like, stabbing the guy with his sword. Or yeah, I guess it's a droid. They're having a blast. That green dreadlock guy is smiling. Yeah, but he does behead Jango Fett there. Yeah. And that's, to behead someone, that's some, that's some cold shit, man. You gotta, be, you gotta have a stiff upper lip. But, but it's just another weird thing where 
It's like the love story where they're supposed to be compassionate and zen and... Well, and he then even, they love killing. He says, we're not warriors, we're keepers of the peace. I, I don't know this weird distinction he's making in his head yeah. of what the difference is between killing and, or like, warrior and a, a keeper of the peace. And again, maybe on script, that was supposed to be ironic. Like, maybe we are supposed to question that. Why, how can they say we're not warriors, keepers of the peace, and then they're warriors? Like, maybe yeah. a better directed movie would have kind of made that more clear. I don't know. Yeah. And just like... Um, because that's another thing Anakin uses to say it's okay to love. Because he says, well, we're taught to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. And what is compassion if not love? He's doing some huge some, <laughs> mental oh, gymnastics, yeah, yeah. though, to, to rationalize his behavior at that point. Because clearly the Jedi, they're probably pretty clear on what... You know, you have to go to a goddamn academy. The Jedi yeah. Academy. to look, yeah. So I mean, they probably really flesh out their thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So you can't just be like, well, you said compassionate was was, you know, you can't love, but compassion is love. It is so, a very, like, Bart Simpson, yeah, it, it is. Bopple kind of it, thing. It is. It's like a Bart Simpson trying to, to rationalize it. But I'm sure the Jedi are very clear on what they mean by that. Yeah. Um, my last question is just, why does everyone talk to themselves constantly? Do you do that? Uh, this is why I hate driving. Oh, these roads are bad. Uh-oh. Yeah. C-3PO does it. Oh, what a drag. I'm really beside myself. I think, I think I talk to myself once in a while. I think I do sometimes. Like that, in I'm that way, sure. like, I mean, oh, they're con- Obi-Wan is constantly, Anakin too. Oh, Obi-Wan's going to kill me. Not right. again. Right. Uh-oh. This is why I hate flying. I hate it when he does that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it, it could just be a different, it was a different time that long It was. Ago. It was the idiocracy. Right. It was a different time. That people didn't know that thoughts could only be in your head. They thought you had to say them. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they, you know, they're, we're assuming they're human. Maybe they're an alien that can't, you know, like how Drax the Destroyer can't, can't, can't doesn't feel, get sarcasm. Yeah, he doesn't understand sarcasm and irony yeah. and metaphor. Yeah. He's, he's a literal species. Maybe all the things we think are human are a species that have no internal dialogue, that only verbalize every thought they have. So if, so if you could hear their thoughts, it would literally be nothing. They'd only... They're only able to say it out loud. Yeah, it's like a like the Windows ninety five screensaver, you know, or something. It's just like a bouncing ball or something. <laughs> that's what's, yeah. Their heads are all just screensavers, and that's why they're so in tune with the force because they're anytime a new ball gets into that screensaver, then they know something's up. Yeah, well, when you see them feeling the force, you see Obi Wan close his eyes. What's happening is there's a bunch of pipes that are connecting, you know, and and spreading out. Stuff like that. Or there's a, a word that, <laughs> that keeps spinning around, you know? And kind of morphing. And yeah. Warping. Right. Or, or pictures from, you know. That's, maybe that's why they reminisce so much. Maybe they have like a photo album slideshow that's in their head. And they're seeing, oh, remember the time we went to this beach and got, you know, we got in a fight? Remember this time we went to this planet? Because they're literally saying the screensaver picture that's appearing in their head to each other. Sometimes it times up, and they're both be able to be nostalgic at the same thing. But it's like, remember when we went to Disneyland? Remember when we did this? Because that's the next photo that pops up from the photo album screensaver. Wow, you solved it. Mm-hmm. I know we said we were going to set up to solve them, and you solved right. like 90% of my problems with this yeah, movie. Yeah, you're assuming they're Their heads are screen Jedi heads are screensavers. Right. Wow. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I never thought of it. Not just Jedi. Any... any Creature that looks human in this. In Star Wars, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're not human. They're not Terrans. They're not Earthlings. They're not. They're shaped like us, mm-hmm. but their heads are screensavers. <laughs> no internal dialogue. And that, oh, and the key to that is the line, machines making machines. Yeah. 
Oh wow. Now 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 it's our stoner thought to think about. Yep. So anyway, uh this was hard to watch and I don't like this movie. Yeah, no, I I've said in the past that this is my favorite of the three prequels and I have no idea what I was thinking. This this was really rough. It was hard to get through. By the time this came out in the theaters, I had turned on Phantom Menace. I remember talking last week about uh-huh. how I kinda liked Phantom Menace uh-huh. then slowly. So by then I didn't think Phantom Menace was any good. I saw this opening day. And I remember telling my friends, like, oh, they did it. They're back. And oh, yeah? Don't worry. It's fine. It's great. I loved the Jedi battle. I loved all the Jedi. I loved Yoda so much. Yoda fighting. Um, and then I saw it again two days later and thought it was absolute dreck. So somehow in those two days, it's funny. I, got, I must have just had so much adrenaline seeing it the first time and all the cool new stuff. It's funny that the things that I thought were cool then I still think are cool. Because I remember distinctly remember. Uh, thinking of that when Obi-Wan dives through the window and grabs that droid was yeah. really a cool shot, and it is. And then I liked when he went to that uh, water planet and went to the weird, oh, yeah. jet, like a Jetson's house that they have the clones in. <laughs> yeah. And I thought all the battles with, with uh, Jango Fett were kind of cool because they're out in the rain. You know, yeah. they're getting all wet and fall, like I sort of like that, but... Yeah, I didn't. I think my expectations at this point were real low. When, mm. I mean, at that point when I saw it 15 years ago, yeah, that I did. I was more along for the ride. I think that's why I remember it more fondly than Phantom Menace. Where now I would say Phantom Menace is better. Is you just? It's like everyone told me how terrible Green Lantern was, the Ryan Reynolds one. I had like I saw oh, yeah. I saw it in the Dolly Theater, so it'd been yeah. out for months. Everyone told me how terrible it was, and so I went into it thinking this is awful, and I had a blast. Because it, it's, it's real bad. But if you know that, <laughs> then you can just it, kind of enjoy it. Well, I really liked uh, the third Matrix movie and the third Hobbit movie, too. I, yeah, because I my expectations were so low. Right. Because of the second movies. And I think oh, most people say Revenge of the Sith is the best one. So it could just be that in action. Yeah, maybe, and we'll maybe. see. We're going yeah. to watch it right now. So we'll see. I know. You, I do you, remember really liking this. So I hope... Revenge I hope that Sith. holds up. Yeah, that I didn't. I didn't like it at all. If anyone out there loves these so movies we'll and, and feels bad that we're not lo- like, look, I don't want to be this way. Yeah. I want to. I wish I enjoyed them. No, this is a pretty good attempt to to really get into the story and kind of. Yeah, we're doing our best. <laughs> yeah, but next week, Revenge of the Sith, and and we'll, we're going to solve whatever mysteries are there for that one. What do we got? We got a four armed robot. We got yeah. some tall guys with pointy teeth. I remember that red cloaked pointy teeth guys. Yeah, um, <laughs> I really like the Yoda fight, but I could have done without the grunting. I, when Yoda was fighting Dooku and going, I thought it was cool. I, I think I thought it was cool when I saw it years ago, but I it really didn't work for me this time. I just thought it. I thought he looked really stupid. <coughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad saying that. Yeah, I, f- I, feel like, I feel like this movie kind of... My little ruined, green friend. I think this movie ruined Yoda for me. I think this movie was the point where I used to think Yoda was really cool, and then now I don't post. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's, he just, it's not, Yoda just doesn't come across well in this whole film. Yeah. All right. Well, Revenge of the Sith next week. Maybe if it's on Netflix, I'll watch Clone Wars. Yeah, why not? I don't know if it is or not. I'll watch it. I mean, I'll watch a couple. I'm not going to watch them all. Yeah, and if you've got any counterpoints, if you, if you just think we're being unfair, let us know. But, we're but, not going to change our minds. We're not going to, but I mean, no, don't correct us on stuff that doesn't matter. But I just, <laughs> I don't know. No, I guess if you if you really do know the answer to any of these mysteries, do tell us. Right? Why not? Yeah, but don't tell us we're assholes because we know. <laughs>